0: Do you have a one-word description for yourself? Energetic. This episode I was speaking with Andrea. Andrea as as she says, a very energetic person, she's also very patient, and as you'll hear in the episode, she lives a very purposeful life. Andrea has a lot going on that she's created for herself, so it's really nice to hear someone who has that kind of focus and drive, so please enjoy the episode with Andrea. Hi Andrea, thanks for uh, joining me today, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, How are things going for you?
1: Everything's great, thanks for having me, wonderful to meet you.
0: Yeah, you too. Um, I do have to apologize. I don't normally pull the uh, curtain back too much, but we had a bunch of uh, issues kind of connecting to get the interview done, and they were all <laughs> my my issues. Um, we don't have to get into them for everybody out there, but just so everybody knows, one thing I do know about Andrea, she's very patient, uh, and <laughs> I appreciate that. So before I start the questions, I guess I don't need to ask that, um, but I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit uh, about yourself. So just kind of who is Andrea? Like what, if someone was to ask who you were, what's your quick elevator pitch for yourself?
1: You know, it's so funny because when you ask that question, it's okay. Am I looking at my personal life or am I looking at my business life? Yeah. So when I'm looking at my personal life, obviously I couldn't be prouder of, of my children. They're both in their twenties. They both started new jobs and have wonderful lives going. And I, I'm married for almost 32 years. So on that, I'm really proud of that. And then on the business side, I'm all about public relations. I started Andrea Pass Public Relations a little over a year ago, and I'm now an entrepreneur, which is so exciting. And to be able to secure press coverage for my clients to increase their brand awareness, it's just it's just such a joy to be able to do what you love to do. And when you do what you love to do, you haven't worked a day in your life. So, you know, I have a wonderful private life, and I have a wonderful business life. So I can't complain.
0: Oh. That sounds excellent. So you started a a PR company, and is that is that what you were working in, or is this something you decided to jump into?
1: I've been in public relations for over thirty years. Okay. Started my public relations career at the CBS Radio Division in New York City, uh, just a little while after college, and it was a wonderful experience to be in a corporate environment and to be at CBS because I had always wanted to work at CBS. That was my goal after college, and You know, if I went to CBS in New York City and was interviewed and there was a freeze in the broadcast area, so I had to go into the magazine division until the freeze was lifted, went over to broadcast and started in PR, and then a few years later moved over to the agency side of public relations, and I've been working in agencies for years and years and years, and the opportunity presented itself for me to go out on my own, and I'm loving it. I'm loving working in a home office and then getting on the road train, car, plane, whatever I need to do to be with clients, to be at any kind of a meeting or a an interview or a TV shoot or a, a convention, and to be able to secure press coverage for my clients in a variety of different industries. So I don't have a dull moment, and yet I'm able to arrange my schedule. So, you know, for instance, today's the day I, I am fortunate enough to go out to lunch with my mother and my father. So... Every week, I make time to spend time with my mom and dad in the middle of a business day. So starting my own public relations consultancy has given me that freedom, and with clients I've known for years and years, they're working with me, and I'm meeting so many new people who have found me, and now I'm working on their public relations campaigns.
0: That's fantastic. So for you to get this started, was it a bit of a leap of faith, or did you feel pretty confident? jumping into it um, and starting your own thing, did you have what you felt was a pretty solid base to step onto or was there a little bit of uncertainty?
1: I'm very fortunate because for years, so many people I knew in a variety of industries and clients of mine kept saying to me, Andrea, why aren't you starting your own PR firm? It's time for you to go out on your own. You know, We're here to support you. And I had this great business base and personal base of people who were supporting me so when I started on my own, I had my first client a week later because one of my previous clients was starting a new business and he says, I'm going to be your first client. In fact, mm-hmm. I'm buying you your first batch of business cards. So it was wonderful to be able to get started with people I knew and suddenly, once I put it out on social media that I was starting Andrea Past Public Relations, suddenly people were connecting me with other people and people were coming to me and whether they were former clients that came to me or people who knew people who knew me. It was just wonderful to be able to grow my business, but the way I work my business is I only work on a certain amount of campaigns at once. I want to make sure that I am effectively servicing each client in public relations and helping them to grow their businesses by creating press uh, relations for them, securing press coverage for them, and giving them that brand awareness. So if it's too much, I won't take it on. And if it doesn't fit with what I'm looking for, I won't take it on. So I really work with a lot of clients in consumer products, uh, business-to-business, lifestyle topics, feature topics. So it's a lot of fun.
0: That's great. Okay, so along with kind of the world of PR, it takes a lot of mindfulness. Um, It takes a lot of thinking of others and meshing of personalities, um, understanding someone and understanding if they're a good fit for this or a good fit for that or, or reactions. Do you generally find yourself spending a lot of time thinking about other people uh, in a non-professional setting? Is that just kind of your nature?
1: I, I think that it is. You've hit the nail on the head. I'm one of those people that I'm always looking out for the other person. Okay. And I'm always making sure, is this the right thing? So whether that's in my personal life with my friends and my family, or in in business, I'm always looking out for, is this the right move? Is this the right place we should go to do an interview? Is this the way we're going to help you grow your business using a public relations model? So I think that I'm one of those people that's always thinking and caring. And I think that that's sort of lacking a bit in in the business world today. So -hmm. many people are so focused on just bottom line, bottom line, bottom line, or I've got to get this done, or I, I've got to prove that I can work 15 hours a day. And I don't think that that's reality for the future. I think it's spending the time, getting it done right, building relationships, and, and that's where you're going to end up being successful in your business. And and if I could share one, one story with you.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I had,
1: I, I had gone to a lecture a number of years ago by Mitch Albom. And he had written uh, uh, Tuesdays with Maury, The Seven uh-huh. People You Meet in Heaven. And, and he's a columnist. He's on ESPN. And I had, had a horrible day at the job I was at. I was working in an environment that I loved my clients and produced well for my clients. But I was working for a bully. And it was just a really tough situation. And Mitch Albom in this speech that, that I went to hear him speak said, at the end of your life, no one's going to remember that you saved a company X thousands of dollars, or that you won an award. At the end of your life, people are going to say, you know, that was a really nice person, and that gave me this impetus to say, you know what, I can move on from that particular job and went to another public relations firm with a lot of really wonderful, fun people, and then to be able to branch out on my own to say, you know what, I'm going to work with people who appreciate my knowledge and my ability in public relations. And I'm going to work with people who I really like, and who like me. Because at the end of the day, we we should all be happy. There's no reason to be miserable in life, and we should all be looking at that glass as half full or overflowing, actually. <laughs> so I think that that's that's what's great about about life. Enjoy life. It, it's it's short. So I I find that creating Andrea Past Public Relations was wonderful for me, wonderful for my clients, for my my family, and I'm a happy camper.
0: That's good. Okay, <laughs> so what are some of the simple joys in life for you? The little things that just kind of enrich the day-to-day for you? What are the, the little things you can look oh, at and they just put a smile on your face?
1: Oh, putting my feet in the sand at the Jersey Shore.
0: <laughs> okay. That's
1: my happy place to get me to the beach. We, we were at the beach you know, this weekend. We'll be the beach next weekend. We're going on vacation to the beach. Just get my feet in the sand. Give me that smell of the saltwater air and give me a good book and a nice long walk with my husband. We're, we're really easy people. So I think that just doing simple things and uh, going to a Yankee game and the Yankees winning, that's always <laughs> loads of fun. <laughs> so, so that to me is is important and and enjoyable and, and seeing my kids happy. I think that I, I, I was discussing with someone, you're only as happy as your most unhappy child. Oh, and well, I think that's true. As, as a parent, Right now, both of my children are, are happy, and, and so I'm happy. So I think that that's, that's what makes the day.
0: Oh, that's great. Okay, so you mentioned there that you like to read a book on the beach. Um, do you prefer fiction or nonfiction?
1: For the most part, I'll read fiction because I just want to escape. Uh, but but this, this past year, I did have the opportunity to read um, Michelle Obama's book, and Bruce Springsteen's book, so reading nonfiction is also fun.
0: Okay, and then one of the things you mentioned a few minutes ago um, that really kind of hit home with me is you mentioned that you make time uh, in the middle of the work week to spend some time with your parents and kind of creating your own PR agency has given you a little bit more control over things to make that happen. Um, are you generally a pretty busy person overall um, and what kind of busy are you? Are you more professional busy, social busy, hobby busy, all of the above or or do you manage to, <laughs> are you good at managing things to kind of level out everything so the busyness doesn't really overwhelm? What's kind of your level of busyness and what what's the busy?
1: <laughs> I'm a super busy person. But I like it that way. So I'm one of those crazy people. I wake up at 525 every morning and I'm off the gym. And I get home from the gym at about 10 after 7 in the morning and, uh, you know, shower, get dressed. I mean, I am sitting here talking to you now (laughs) in a dress with makeup and jewelry and shoes. And I, I am not in pajamas or sweatpants. I am fully dressed in my home office and I go to my space and I start my day and I'm working and I then enjoy that break. So, you know, for instance, today it's time with my parents. Later this week, I have a client meeting. I have a networking event that I'm going to. Um, I get together with friends and play Mahjong every Tuesday night. And uh, so I'm busy, but I'm enjoying everything that I'm doing. So when there is that downtime that I might have and I might watch a TV show or you know, flip channels or meet a friend for a cup of coffee or go out to dinner with my husband or to a movie. It's I'm busy, but I'm not overwhelmed busy. I love being busy. i busy if I didn't have all the things in my life that I have. And I'm lucky to be able to have that. I think that any of your listeners who, you know, like to do different things, Go ahead and, and do those things. Go for a walk or go see a movie or go down to the Jersey Shore or or spend some time with your parents or, or your kids or your friends. And I think that that balance out your life and your business life. So I'm able to balance that with Andrea past Public Relations in the mix and nothing gets shortchanged.
0: Okay. So it sounds like um, it's not so much busyness it's rather a lack of idleness because it it seems like you're very just productive uh but also not just that it it just we can do very positive um energy things i i don't know how to explain but i'm getting a picture that um yeah you're very active um but it's very purposeful it's not just i i think busy is the wrong word You're, you're very purposeful and it sounds it sounds great i good way to be.
1: Can I, can I quote you on that one? I really like that one. <laughs> sure. I like can, that I'm, I'm purposeful. I have to write that one down.
0: <laughs> you can massage it and make it sound better. Um, <laughs> you can still quote me on it if you want. So, okay. Uh, just a kind of a similar question. Uh, are there any things that you just struggle with and not maybe that are necessarily difficult for you? You can go that direction with it if you want, but are just things that you look at and they just kind of frustrate you? Um, it can be on a day-to-day business or, or, sorry, day-to-day basis, or it can be more kind of like a, I don't know, frustration in life. But are it just things that you just look at and they just frustrate you?
1: The frustrating part of life, mostly in business, is when people say, well, I sent an email. <laughs> I didn't hear back. Well, Pick up the phone, and I think that frustrates me. If we're on a deadline and I'm waiting for information from somebody, if you're not getting the information, pick up the phone. If you don't have another way to reach the person, find a way to reach the person. And I think that drives me crazy because if you're communicating and you're being an effective communicator, it shouldn't be, oh, you emailed me after 5 o'clock, I went home. Well, we all have our emails on our phones. It doesn't work anymore. It's not old-fashioned that you end the day you go home and you couldn't get a message that something was important or there was a deadline. So to me, don't work 24-7. It's not necessary to work 24-7. But don't use excuses for not responding. And I think that's the only thing that drives me bonkers in business. And that's the thing that frustrates me is lack of response from people that should be responding and i think that we all have our time something comes up but at least respond and i think that that's you know that's to me that that's the only thing that really drives me crazy is is i didn't hear back okay find a way then if this is a client that we're working on together reach the client you can't reach the client reach the client's assistant have the client page text the client do whatever you need to do to make sure that you're reaching your client and uh, that's that's really the only thing that drives me absolutely crazy
0: yeah it's so funny like we're so actively engaged on our devices these days but we can be so passive with communication but we're actively putting stuff out there it's it's a it's such a strange split that's emerged i don't i don't know maybe it's because we're given so much choice all the time um we choose to be passive and it just kind of dominates our our character. i don't I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah, yeah there's a I lot I think that, of that we have
1: so much, like there's so much happening. and I think that an example, we went to the movies the other night, and of course, they tell you to turn off your cell phones. Well, you're in a movie. It's two hours of your life. Can't you turn your phone off? Right. And you know, here it was. you know it was a Saturday night. Really, what was so important on your device on a Saturday night, Really? And we had to ask some people in front of us to please turn off because the bright light was in our face. And and we cruise a lot. We love going on cruises. And so here you are on vacation, and people are walking through the halls with their devices, looking down instead of missing the beautiful cruise ship and the ocean or the port you're in. Or when you go see a show on a cruise ship and everyone's recording the show instead of watching the show. Are you really going to rewatch that recording? No, no, you're not. Put down your device, enjoy life, and create a memory in your head. And I I've, I've say this to so many people, and I look back, and someone had said this to me before my wedding, and they said, take it in, almost as if you're creating a video in your head. But take it in personally so that you can remember certain things to stand out. And I think in life, we should sometimes put down the devices. True, if we're working, it's one thing. But on a Saturday night, you know, at that time at night in a movie theater, whatever's happening on social media or with your business is not that urgent. And put it in perspective and enjoy the world and take in the world and, and, and get things to happen that way. So I think that that there's a balance in life to to put it down. I have friends that have the cell phone on the table all the time. We're taking <laughs> the cell phone at the, on the dinner table. We're out to dinner. You know, we're out to dinner for an hour and a half. If, if there's something that urgent, if it was something urgent, your family member is going to call you. They're not going to put it on social media.
0: Right, right. Yeah, we. It's. <laughs> I, I think we forget how new some of these uh, devices are for us, and maybe it's just society hasn't quite adapted to the newness of it yet. Like it feels like they've been around forever, but compared to a lot of other technologies, they just haven't been um but okay i have a couple of more questions and i'll uh give you a little bit of open time uh but uh i just want to know a couple of other things that just might reveal a little bit more about kind of your um just you but uh are there any skills or talents that you've worked to master that you just can't quite get
1: i admit I'm technologically challenged, okay. and as much time as I'll spend on my computer and, and on my phone, there are times that I, I just have trouble with technology, so I need people to walk me through the technology, and but I, I don't give up. So I do ask the questions, and I'll say to someone, can you call me so we could walk through this so I can get this thing to work? So yeah, I guess... I guess if I would be on a job interview and someone would say, you know, what's your fault, I guess I would say <laughs> technologically challenged, but, but not hopeless.
0: No. But you're pretty patient with yourself, it seems? I would
1: say, yeah, I would say I'm probably 80 to 90% patient with myself. Okay. You know, and then I'll have that, you know, 10 to 20% time that I get frustrated. But uh, uh, for the most part, uh, I'm patient with myself.
0: Okay, and then how about uh, with others? Because your job sort of demands that you be, but how how is your patient's level with others?
1: My patient's level with others depends on the situation. So if I'm on a tight deadline and I have a press person that needs something or my client's going to be eliminated from the story, my patience runs very thin if I'm not getting the answers or the information that I need, because I want to be able to produce for the client. I don't want the sure. client to look back and say, "Oh, we didn't make it into that story." Well, that's because people on your team didn't give me the answers that I didn't know. And and so so I think my patience level—that's the only time it gets a little a little frustrated. But as long as I have a, a long lead, like the other day, uh, you know, I had enough time to get answers for something. So I told my client, "You have enough time. We can get this done next week, and we can sit on it." So then I can be patient and not and not worry.
0: okay, that makes sense., um, so I kind of touched on on this already, but I always ask these two questions at the end of every interview. and again, like I said, we kind of hit both. but um, these these are to be taken as um, surface level as possible when I ask them. So the first one is what annoys you? And these aren't the the real things like people who, um, uh, you, you, the thing that you said frustrates you is a real common frustration, and it, and it affects many people around you when people fail to communicate. These are the little things that shouldn't annoy you, but you let annoy you. Uh, what what's a thing or two that just annoys you? You can't help it. It just it just riles you up, and it just bothers you. Hmm.
1: What annoys me? Cursing. Okay. If someone curses. I go ballistic because there's (laughs) no need to have, it's one thing, okay, you know, you drop something on your foot, then you'll say a curse word. That's fine. But Uh, I'm talking about people who curse in general language. It's part of their sentences. It's part of their everyday communication. And I don't quite get why cursing has to be part of a dialogue. And that, that, yeah, that's my trigger thing. If someone curses, it, uh, it just there's no place in it there oh. really wor- work it out and use your words another way it doesn't have to be a curse
0: okay that that would make sense mm-hmm. um and then on the other hand uh so you mentioned putting your toes in the sand on the beach is something that makes you happy um what's another thing that's just it just makes you happy it, whatever mood you can be in it'll flip your switch you can go from you know a base level not feeling much, or you can even be sad and it'll just flip you around. What makes you happy?
1: Oh, I, wow. There's so many things that make me happy, but I'm, I'm going to go back to family. I mean, when, when okay. my son or my daughter calls me up or texts me and says, Oh, they were doing this, they were doing that. And, and I, I just get so excited. My, my son was on a business trip to Paris. He just started a new position and he just texted me a picture of the Mona Lisa. And in the middle of what I was doing, I said, oh, my goodness, my son is at the Louvre. Like, Mm. this is so cool. And, you know, my daughter the other day called. She started a new job. And her new employer sent her like a basket, a gift basket before she started saying how happy they were that she was joining the team. And hearing this from her, I I just so what makes me happy is, is hearing hearing positive things.
0: Okay, that's a great one. That's great, because a lot of people, uh, actually, that can annoy them just because they weren't the one to receive the positivity. But um, that's great that it makes you happy. Um, okay, so now is there anything that I should have asked you or gone into that the people just simply need to know? What, what did oh, we not that, get touch on?
1: Well, I, if I could touch on uh, what what is public relations because a lot of people yeah. who are listening might have a company, a product, a service, a book, and they're thinking, well, how come no one knows about me? And true, you could advertise and you can spend the money in advertising or, or and, you can do public relations and have a professional go out there and get you those interviews, get your product reviewed mm-hmm. in newspapers, magazines, blogs, TV radio, podcasts. So what I do is I connect businesses, many of which are entrepreneurial, with these sources so that people are talking about them because if you're picking up a magazine or you're listening to a podcast and you're saying, well, well, how come I'm not in there? And my answer is you got to be in it. You have to have an expert who knows how to do public relations to get you included in that interview, to get your product reviewed in that magazine or on that website, and then you and your team have to use that to your marketing advantage to continue to spread the word on what you do. So when it comes to public relations, I would say to your listeners, if you're looking for public relations, please check out Andrea Pass Public Relations. My website is andreapasspr.com, and I'm on Facebook at Andrea Pass Public Relations, and let me know if you need some assistance to increase your brand awareness using a media relations model because that's what I love to do and I'd love to be able to do it for your listeners.
0: Fantastic. Um, Yeah, and that's the one thing I think a PR... It's interesting what you mentioned. It's they're responsible a lot of times for setting up those interviews or setting up kind of that exposure. I think a lot of times people hear the word PR or or public relations and they think of just damage control or or they think of like uh, I don't know persona management or something. But
1: uh, yeah, I think that that there's so many elements to public relations and it's it's almost like we're the most confusing part of a marketing mix because people understand what advertising is because you pay for it and people will understand what marketing is or promotion is. But when it comes to public relations, they might confuse it with social media. Now, of course, there's social media PR that are right. you know campaigns on social media. But to me, traditional press, which I still consider relevant in today's world, Many of us are still watching traditional television, listening to traditional radio, reading a newspaper or a magazine. And then there are people that are doing that all online. So that's still traditional media, reading a news site online or a blog, listening to a podcast or, or watching a video broadcast that is 100% online video content. So I think there's a confusion about all of it. But if you're confused, reach out to me. I'll gladly spend the time on the phone to explain it to you because I think that once people understand the value of public relations, they realize it's an important part of the mix. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, Well, this was fun. I I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to touch on. Uh, I, Sorry, like I said, at at the top of the interview that we had issues connecting and that was, they were all (laughs) on my end. but but but, uh,
1: but, But I have to say, I think that I think that what's what's important and, and I think that in the second email I wrote to you, I think that I wrote, Is everything okay? Because yeah. even though you and I had not met, I said, Okay, that you know, we confirmed this and something's gotta be off. Something yeah. so I was more I think that I think that people need to stop and breathe a little bit before they take get the wrong impression. And when you said you felt bad, what had happened, can we reschedule? Well, certainly it wasn't, you know, you weren't going ghost. You were honest with what had happened. I understood these things, you know, happen and life happens. And I think that we (laughs) need to all be a little more patient with one another or we're all going to have ulcers.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Again, it, it, it sounds like you have that understanding. People are living, breathing things. They're not just numbers and stats and, and, uh, You've chosen the profession that definitely makes you treat people as people, so that's seems yeah, like a perfect fit
1: for you. Yeah, it's it's. I I love public relations. I love talking to the press. I love telling a story for a client or coming up with a new angle for a client, and and that's really what what's. What's exciting? What's exciting? So I'm I'm thrilled to be able to work with clients all over the country and to meet new new clients and and new people and everyone's got a story. So it's great to yep. hear everyone's story and 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 grow your your story as well.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Um, you're you've been amazing, and it was a lot of fun.
1: Terrific. I enjoyed speaking with you. And now send us some over over some other interview suggestions.
0: Oh, that'd be amazing. Thank you. When my demons all have
1: gone, I don't wanna be here. To go alone. To go it, to go it alone.
0: If I can't hear the angel song. Oh no, I don't wanna go there. to
1: so leave it alone.
0: Thanks for listening to Have We Met. If you want to find us online, you can go to our website, which is havewemet.net. You'll find information there on how to apply to come on the show. All you need to do is give us a name and the times in which you're available to record. We'll reach out and work it out with you. You don't need any fancy equipment. Uh, You probably already have everything you need. We'll let you know. Um, You can also find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash havewemetshow or on Instagram, at Have We Met Show. The music from our show is Demons by Will Turpin. That's found on his solo album, Serengeti Drivers. You can get it pretty much anywhere they're selling music online um, or directly from his website, willturpin.com.